0: Hello, everybody, my name is- Business owners and executives from around the valley. This is Business Leaders with Lance Cardoza. This is Lance Cardoza and you're watching Business Leaders here at KMPH Fox 26. And we're excited to introduce this guest. It'll be coming up in just a moment, but before we start, we'd like to thank Flooring Liquidators for making this show possible and also our friends at the Fresno Grizzlies. It's time, it's baseball time at Jechancy Park in downtown Fresno. You can go to fresnogrizzlies.com to get your ticket today. On today's show with Shine for Education, I have Elijah Hernandez. Thank you, Elijah, for coming on the show. You're the founder of the organization, right? Yes, I am. That's right, started it from scratch. And uh, tell us a little bit about Shine for Education, Elijah. What is it all about? And then we'll talk about how did it start?
1: Yeah, Shine for Education is a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the creation of accessible career based educational programs. Initially, we started creating after school programs, but soon after finding a need in the community for education, period, especially after COVID 19, we decided to bring our programs uh, not only to school districts, but to community centers all across the Central Valley and even plans internationally as well.
0: Perfect, and how did, how did that all start for you in starting this organization? What was the passion inside that you said there's a need? Mm-hmm. Was there a void in the educational system that you felt like you can make a difference?
1: Yeah, some context behind me even entering the education field in the first place. I started making educational programs when I was 14 years old. Uh, that sparked simply from my, me never having any kind of STEM programming uh, through elementary to middle school. Yeah. I realized I'm not. Can you
0: explain what STEM programming is? So someone maybe watching from home is, what, what is STEM programming if you can explain that?
1: Yes, yeah, STEM is science, technology, engineering, mathematics, closing out really a perfect four subject kind of connection. Yeah, yeah. Exactly,
0: it makes sense. Perfect and then okay. so without having that void you were filling that void with STEM, tech, STEM education.
1: Yes, exactly. Hmm. Uh, Funny enough, the first STEM program that my old elementary school ever had was the one I created when I was 17 years old. And what was that? Uh, A First Lego League robotics team.
0: Oh, okay. So tell us about that. That sounds like fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Back then, what I was using was I was partnering with other organizations, utilizing curriculum that had already been developed, and then from there, uh, approaching uh, high school, uh, elementary principals about me running this program on their sites.
0: Perfect. So in education, and, and talk to me a little more about it, that you're providing these programs, so it's a much needed resource for students that don't have this in their school system or they need it additional. Uh, talk to me about that. Is it after school, that the program, or the curriculum runs during the hours of school? How's the relationship with the education institution and shine for education. How does that work?
1: Yeah, there's actually a variety of different capacities that we've actually implemented our programs. The unique thing about our organization is that we are firsthand making our own curriculum. We aren't dependent on pre-made structures necessarily where we only are able to fit in one set. So in the past, what we've done is work directly in with electives. We've done after school programming uh, and we're even have our eyes set on summer programming, doing a combination of all of our programs into a summer camp. So our organization, considering we do have our own educators, it gives us a certain flexibility to uh, where if a school district says, hey, we want you to do this bi-monthly for the next 12 months, we're able to make that work.
0: And you can support that part. Maybe there's a void in the school system and you can help support that. Uh, one, One of the things when you started to implement this and put it in place, Did you feel uh, there was a tipping point for you that said this is a need or an experience you had for yourself that said that I need to develop this for
1: other students? Certainly. Uh, Two years into making my own kind of educational curriculum, starting off with the workshops, I was 16 years old. I won an opportunity to travel all the way out to Houston, Texas, to the first uh, World Robotics Championship where I got to present not only what my robotics team was doing in regards to competitive robotics, but also my outreach work. Yeah. And I remember touring the NASA Center. I got to touch a, oh, a literal wow. piece of the moon. Wow! And I remember going to the restroom and realizing how, how many of my classmates are ever going to get to experience this kind of feeling to where their work that they've spent years of their life uh, ach- building towards uh, and get a, an achievement like this. Yeah. I thought about, my old friends who fell into bad habits, whether that's drugs, gangs. I realized that there was a really simple thing that shifted between me and them, and it was the fact that I had engaging after-school programming that kept me dreaming, kept me wondering what's out there. Yeah,
0: what's out there, and what you got to experience when you went on that field trip uh, out to Houston. So touch the moon. moon. You actually got to touch not many people Mm -hmm have touched the moon. So you had an opportunity to touch the moon and it ignited that in you and said that I want to give opportunity to other students and develop Shine for Education. Where did the name come from, Shine for Education?
1: So that started, it was March 13th, 2020. Uh, Pandemic had officially started. Uh, School was being shut down. Of course, I didn't have any idea that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. I just knew, hey, school's out. Yeah. So I immediately walked to the closest Starbucks I could find with a, a couple of my friends. And we started with a, an adjective game, looking through with a thesaurus, seeing what kind of words felt how we felt about education. And eventually we landed on Shine.
0: Oh, it just uh, that's how it was developed, right there with some friends. Yeah. Right there. And so through the pandemic, mm-hmm. something good came from it. Um, a lot of students would have been excited that hey, there's no school, we can go and just uh, run uh, run amok, but you love education. It's apparent, and you wanted to continue that for students and be able to provide something more. Did you think it would start into something that you
1: developed today? It's it's hard to say that I could have ever anticipated the amount of support I could have received from my community in pursuing this, in a lot of ways, dream project. Uh, just three months before we even started as an organization, I was in the villages of Laos being invited to travel around the world to teach children overseas. You can't imagine that. And only two weeks after that, being granted the opportunity to present Arnold Schwarzenegger, the one millionth solar panel ever made in California. You can't you can't expect that. And then yeah. immediately after exiting the pandemic, uh, getting an opportunity to showcase my work with PBS. You know, it's something that you, you can't truly expect. You just work with your team and see how we can build on it.
0: Wow. Great story. I love how you, you, you had a passion and lit and fire inside of you, and you wanted to give that to other people. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk more with Elijah Hernandez, talk about where did he grow up and get more information about his programs that he has with Shine for Education. You're watching Business Leaders here on KMPH. Welcome back to Business Leaders right here on KMPH Fox 26. My name's Lance Cardoza. You can catch this episode and other episodes of Business Leaders by going to businessleaders.tv. That's businessleaders.tv. Also, if you get podcast, we're on podcast now, wherever you get your podcast, all you have to do is search Business Leaders with Lance. Sitting across from me here in the studio is Elijah Hernandez, Shine for Education. We're talking about uh, the beginning of the pandemic. It was March 20th, you said?
1: Yeah, March 13th, 13th.
0: 2020. 13th. I remember (laughs) we had concerts canceling and Mm -hmm. And you and friends, instead of a group of kids just going, hey, school's out, and just going wild, you went to Starbucks and knew you are gonna be missing school for a little bit. (laughs) So you created programs to educate and make it fun,
1: if you will, right? Exactly, you know, what we're trying to do is reshape how students perceive education. Having Uh, been overseas, I have seen that students considering the circumstances truly value education for what it is, an outlet to express their dreams. Uh, And I simply wanna bring that same energy uh, back here in the Central Valley.
0: Young age, you travel overseas, you get to experience education in other countries. Talk to us a little bit about the difference of that, that experience, because it ignited something in you that you saw a difference in how education is here in the states versus around the world.
1: Yeah, in the United States, the amount of resources that we have access to is tremendous compared to what there's, uh, what's available overseas. Yeah. Uh, Laos is a third world country where they are still in a foundational era trying to even figure out what their standards are. Yeah. You know, over here we have Common Core. Overseas, a lot of it's simply figuring out how can I provide a stable career for my child? Yeah. So the few schools that are out there, uh, I went to a school that was uh, deep into the heart of the country. Uh, we had to avoid uh, bombs that were left from the Vietnam War. Yeah. Uh, so these few schools that are out there, they really value just the, just even getting to play volleyball. Yeah. Uh, so me being able to bring uh, science activities to show them that there was a whole other world that they weren't getting to experience, it, it gave me this understanding that what am I doing with the current curriculum that I'm making now? How can I make it so I can make an easier path for a student wanting to immediately enter into their career?
0: And probably make them interested in something that they probably never knew they'd be interested about, or engineering, and a lot of times they don't have that opportunity because maybe it's not presented to them physically Mm -hmm. and with these programs. Talk to us about Shine for Education, the program specifically, that you're doing currently right now?
1: Yeah, the vision of the organization in regards to our programming is K through 12 programming. Starting at the elementary level and being able to guide our students all the way to the high school level. So the moment they graduate, they will have achieved certain career milestones that will help them get into college or put in a job application. So in regards to our programs, we have what we call authorship. Uh, which is kind of our code term for creative writing, where our introductory project is after two months of instruction, uh, we help them create their own short story and we publish the work of every single one of our young authors as a print book, as an e book, and also as an audio book. Oh, uh, that cool. pathway kind of serves as representation on the rest of our programming. We have music production, we have arts. We also have digital media as well and in each of these other pathways uh, which we call them what we're doing is over the course of uh, the limited amount of time that we have with our students Mm -hmm. is not only teaching but also building their careers making sure that the moment they leave the program regardless of even if they pursue it for the rest of their lives they can say hey i am now a published author i am now a published musician i can say that i put my work into an exhibit yeah. Uh, making sure that these students can feel like the, the true superstars that they are, the, the professionals that they can be someday.
0: And I think a sense of accomplishment. I think just being able to have that opportunity to accomplish something. And I tell young people all the time, but a lot of times you have it set on this is what you want out of life, this is what you want to be, you want to be the shortstop for the Yankees but you, you can't even swing a bat, <laughs> but you really want to do it. Yeah. A lot of times you've got to go out and do something to find out whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. because you might find at home you didn't have robotics, but you have a robotics <laughs> class, it became a whole exciting area for you, but you don't know until you get involved. So a lot of times seeing students get involved, you start to see that ignite in them, and all of a sudden there's this this dream they're chasing or this new hope. Yeah, for them?
1: Exactly. You know, uh, a lot of it is honestly mirrored off of my own experience in after-school programming. I had no clue that I was going to be making a, a nonprofit, or pursuing any of this when I was 14 years old. I was just presented with an opportunity and as I got to grow with this opportunity, I, I realized that this feeling, you know, this work, I want to do this for the rest of my life
0: yeah very passionate about it you started at 14 you're still a young guy traveled the world and you're building this 501c3 an official 501c3 at a young age uh, when did you start your 501c3 how old were you
1: man well i started learning how to do trademark paperwork in 2020 uh, immediately once we got the name and we figured out the logo i was yeah. immediately learning that because honestly that was more uh it wasn't as expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then only within this past year or so, towards the end of 2022, where we officially earned our 501c3 status. Beautiful.
0: How do people get involved that are interested or maybe here on the program?
1: Yeah, there's a variety of different capacities that people in the community can be involved. We have a website, www.shine4education.org, where you can sign up to be a part of the organization. It's all Hand built by us, the organization, Uh, the little logos, the little buttons, we coded it ourselves, something uh, we're really proud of. Uh, But also we have uh, college chapters, which we currently are developing for students that are younger who want to create programs on their own.
0: Perfect, a group of friends got together and you guys put it together. That's the entrepreneurial way. That's the way you've got to do it sometimes. You bootstrap it and you put it together. We're gonna to rewrite back, we're gonna find out where Elijah grew up, I promised it, it's coming. Stay tuned right here on KMPH Fox 26, don't go. Welcome back to Business Leaders. Are you on our podcast? Make sure you get your podcast, Business Leaders with Lance, wherever you get your podcast, do it today and make sure you join us each and every week. Every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on KNPH Fox 26, I bring you another business leader. And then following, you can get it at businessleaders.tv for the episode or on your podcast at Business Leaders with Lance. I've been sitting here talking with Elijah Hernandez with Shine for Education. And if anybody wants to find out information about Shine for Education, they go to shine4education.org. the number four, education.org. Right? Yes, exactly. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> perfect. So, Elijah, young age, 14, right at the beginning of the pandemic, you and your friends sit down you develop these uh, programs mm-hmm. for students to really make education fun and engaging because of your life experiences that you had and your passion for education.
1: What ignited that in you as a young person? Did you grow up in this area? Oh, yeah, born and raised in the Central Valley, Fresno, California. Yeah. Uh, my family comes from Selma, Kingsburg area. Yeah. So I've had the chance to be a little, uh, little bit around the Central Valley and get to experience a lot of different aspects of what makes us as a community or as an uh, a area unique.
0: Unique. And, so, and, and was there somebody in your life that was the person that said, I believe in you, you can do it, don't give up on your dreams. Was there that influential
1: person in your life? Uh, Definitely. I mean my mom and my grandma. It didn't matter what I did, whether it was soccer, writing comic books, uh, even doing choir, theater production. uh, Whatever I chose to put my heart in, they put their heart in as well. Always being invested towards the work that I cared about. they were always behind you, so they
0: got you ignited. There's always, there's either somebody or there's somebody that said you can't do that. And and there's there's fire to prove to yourself and to others that you can. If you put hard work into it, uh, sometimes you put yourself in that trench and you keep fighting your way through that, you're going to be able to see the other side. So, and you're seeing that other side and you're developing great things at a young age with Shine for Education. Uh, Talk to me about also too, that's not all you do. So you have the 501 C3, but day to day, what business are you in?
1: Yeah, so funny enough, I ended up making all of these connections through a small part-time job. Uh, I had an office max, uh, uh, but now what I also serve as is a marketing director for SunSource Solar, a company providing solar energy towards houses not just in the Central Valley, but all across the nation, yeah. uh, as well as the executive assistant for Gibraltar Modular Communities, providing accessible homes through the form of a modular uh, platforms yeah. all across uh, California.
0: Wow, so you're, you're a busy young man, <laughs> staying busy. Uh, the 501c3, and I know someone probably watching the program today who are business leaders and we thank you for joining us every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on KMPH. But they probably say, I want to get in the hold of Elijah Hernandez. Maybe this is something I'd like to see in my class or see at my school or an after school program or how do I get my student engaged? Into what you experienced as a young student, and into shine for education, where's the first step? What do they do?
1: Currently, we are contracting with school districts as well as community centers. So, if you are interested in our organization being our programming directly to you, again, feel free to not only check out our website, but our number. I am always on the line, uh, picking up at any moment's notice. Five five nine five one two six five three eight. That is a direct line to me. If you have any questions on how we can bring our programs to you, uh, we don't see any borders. I mean, we started out, before we were even able to do schools, doing daycares. You know, we've talked with foster homes. Uh, It doesn't matter where we're doing it. I mean, I've done this in the literal villages of foreign countries. Uh, Wherever you wanna bring this programming, we're willing to take it there.
0: You're gonna, end there's an excitement around it when you see young minds come alive and see something new that they're gonna experience and be a part of. I had an opportunity to go to Fresno State, I don't know what it was for, but it was for a robotics competition. Uh-huh. And I remember we were doing a story and I was going out and I thought, what is the robotics competition? First thing you think of two robots are fighting and yeah. <laughs> kids made the, you think of uh, some bot war. But it was amazing to see the engineering behind everything was being done and how excited these teams were that were coming together to compete and like that after-school program you did uh, ignited into a future of what's happening here today. So, what would you tell a young mind that's maybe sitting on the fence Mm -hmm. of what they're going to do with their life or maybe looking for that sense of hope or promise that maybe there's something for them because there's a lot of young minds
1: that have this sense of no hope. What would you say to them? I think there's a really big fear of failure of trying something out and falling right on your face, I would say not to be afraid of that because those are the building blocks to the person you're going to be someday. Mm -hmm. I remember it it wasn't always so simple. I wasn't always contracting with school districts. I remember days where the curriculum wasn't all that great. Uh, One story I always remember was I stayed uh, for my senior homecoming teaching at a classroom instead of participating. that was going to be the last homecoming i ever had the chance to participate in you know i was feeling a little bit down and i remember uh, a kid pulling me aside and saying how much they appreciated what i was doing because it meant another moment that they could spend time with friends instead of going back home to their their troubled family you know uh, just understanding that even the the smallest things that you're doing Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that's working in a group with a team of your friends or even participating in something by yourself it's it's character building and you only have one life
0: yep and some of the best athletes in the world have all fell on their face and everybody experienced it (laughs) that it's going to happen elijah thank you so much for being on the program and also thank you for joining us on the program every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. here at KMPH Fox 26. And if you wanna watch this episode and other episodes, you can go to businessleaders.tv or catch us on where you catch your podcasts. That's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us.